We're so excited to have Katie, aka The Trady Wife, and founder of Shit Moms Club on the first series of the Mama Magic Podcast, brought to you by the Glow Mama Awards. The Glow Mama Awards are the first People's Choice Awards, celebrating the achievement of mothers on social media. Starting in the UK, Glow Mama is a global movement celebrating motherhood and amplifying our unique stories in the digital age. We are proud to bring exclusive off-the-grid content, exploring Glow Mama finalists and winners' unique journeys and experiences of motherhood. Get to know the mamas off the grid without the filtered reels music in the background. Raw and honest conversations with the mamas that we follow on the grid. So, Katie, you recently won a Glow Mama Award for Best TikTok at the fourth annual Glow Mama Awards in London. What did this win mean to you? Oh, it was mental, wasn't it? Uh, I was, I've never won anything before, Agnes. So I was like, so chaffed that I, I won that then. But as you know, it's already been broken. Um, <laughs> but it meant the world to me. Um, and I'm so grateful to everyone that nominated and voted for me. Like, I didn't know until you announced it. And it was like a big shock. Um, it was lush. Um, and it really, it did solidify to me that like the Shit Mums Club TikTok is really helping people. Um, and it was just nice to know. And it's given me confidence now to like, you know, yeah, I am doing a good thing. So keep going. Like, so I was absolutely chuffed. So what has motherhood like? Like, what's your journey been like um, within motherhood? Because you've got two kids, right? Yeah. So I've had, with the fourth, I had like, two completely different experiences with them, which I think everyone does in terms of like having kids. But with guessing on my first, um, I had him and I wasn't with his father. Um, I've done like proper single mum on my own with him until me and Adam got together and he was born C-section and I really felt kind of thrown into it. It was a really big changing point in my life. Like I was a bit of a party girl, as you all know. I'm a, oh, I'm we a would never guess. Never we... guess that, no. <laughs> um, I know it's a bit of a wild one back in the day. And then I had my son and it really calmed me down. Um, so oh, this is the tamed version of Katie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know who I wasn't before. You couldn't keep up. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so like I went from being like this fun party, going out every weekend, doing whatever I wanted kind of person to like, oh my God, I've got a baby. Uh, what do I do now? You know, like really just like uh, help. Um, and like I had a C-section with them, so I needed quite a bit of like support as you do after having a C-section because they're like painful. Um, and then with Rue, I mean, I had to put together, you know, we'd established our like little family and then Rue came along and the pandemic and loads of other stuff happened and I, I just went straight into postnatal depression with her um, which you wouldn't expect because it's your second baby you'd think mm. like, oh, I know all the ropes already why would it be feeling this way um, and I found that really difficult with getting out of but I like a, I think it was about a month ago I said I was like oh I think I finally got past postnatal depression and like I, I put it online and people were like well, two years after the loads of mothers like, yeah, you know, I've got it for five years, six years, seven years. Do you know what I mean? There's no like terms of when you get past it. Um, I think that's such an important point that you've raised there in terms of postnatal depression. I hope you don't mind if we speak a little bit more um, about that. Right, it needs to be spoken about because people don't like, they brush it under the rug, like it needs to be talked about. Yeah, and I think with women talking about postnatal depression, I mean, I've experienced postnatal depression as a mum of three myself, um, and, it, and it can look different in different people and it can manifest itself in different ways. For you, what did postnatal depression look like for you? When did you realise that, you know what, I'm not feeling myself in the same way? It's not, it's not that I'm tired. It's not that I'm exhausted. Like, how did that manifest for you? Um, so when she was, it was around Christmas. So she was about three or four weeks old. And I'd been feeling down and really overwhelmed with everything. Because, like, I've gone from the last time I had a newborn, it was just me and Gas. You know, there was no, we lived in the house on our own. There was no, no one else around us. And it was, you know, just me and him. It was a lot 
easier than being in a bigger family with a new yeah. one. Um, and I was feeling really overwhelmed and I was breastfeeding her and she took amazing with the breastfeeding. I can't, she was, I couldn't look at it. It was really hard with her. She was amazing, but she was constantly on me. And, you know, when you just feel like you're on your space and I was putting it down to things like that. And then I, the big incidents happened over Christmas. Um, so once I got attacked at home holding the baby, um, I just went really in on myself. And um, that's it. I was like, everything bad's going to happen to her. Um, I, I can't, even though I kept her safe at that point, I was like, I can't keep her safe. And then I started thinking like, I can't keep you safe. And I was getting the intrusive thoughts, which a lot of mothers who've got postnatal and always things like, you know, are you holding the baby? And you're like, just throw the baby downstairs. And you're like, oh my God, why am I thinking that? And you put the baby down and you're like, oh my God, as a mother, I shouldn't be having these mm. intrusive thoughts. But you don't know they're intrusive thoughts until you look it up. And I literally was just like, I'm going crazy. And I think it was, she was about four or five months old. And I was, pandemic had started. And I was just like, I'm going crazy. I was like, I'm actually crazy. I'm thinking these horrible things are going to happen to my child. I'm thinking I'm going to do these horrible things to my child. And I was constantly, I had no energy for anything else. I wasn't enthusiastic about doing anything. I just felt like I was just going through life, but being petrified. Mm. Um, And I spoke to a family member who I heard whispers around the family of, oh, she had baby blues. She had baby blues. And Mm. I was like, okay, baby blues. What's this baby blues? And I spoke to her and I said, like, I was like, one of the, like, I said, I get in these thoughts, like, and I'm like, and one of the thoughts is, you know, hurting my baby or f- things hurting my baby. And I said, it's constant all the time in my head. It'd get like 150, 150 plus mm-hmm. a day. And she was like, that's what I had. And as soon as she said that, I was like, that's why I'm not going crazy. Like, oh, my postnatal was me thinking I was going crazy and I was going to end up in a yeah away from my kids you know like it's, oh my god it's, it's a compound it's a compounding thing because it's like you're thinking something which you don't want to share because you you no one wants to share those kind of thoughts so then it's like a secret you're thinking something then it becomes a secret that only you know which is then compounding the situation and putting pressure on and it took for you to talk to somebody else and for them to kind of look at you in the eye and make you feel seen and validated for yeah. that to be the beginning of your healing journey. Is that correct? Yeah. And then I, I went to the doctors then about um, my mental health because I was having but, a lot of panic attacks as well. But, but how did you know? Like, was you, did you go to a doctor because of the panic attacks? I went there. Or? I spoke to a doctor then and about my panic attacks. And I brought up these thoughts I was having and everything like that. And she was like, you've got postnatal depression. And she was like, do you want to go on medication? And, I, and I've always been, a, a, I don't, like, because I've had mental health issues in the past, yeah. I've always been like, well, it's mind over matter, I can do this. So I've always stayed away from uh, medication. I don't, if people take them, people take them. Everyone needs support differently. But I've always tried to beat the demon before going to that point. And in all fairness, that doctor rung me twice a week to check in on me. And then the health visitor, she checked on, she was like my best friend on the phone. Any issue, I was if Rue had a rash, I'd bring her and she'd be like, she'd chat to me for about an hour, like a friend. And Can I just say something to you? Having that health visitor to talk to you, if that health visitor wasn't there, what difference would that have made for you? I think I felt like I wouldn't have had like that bridge between me and the doctor, if that makes sense. Because, you know, like when you've got kids and you're worried, you don't want to keep pestering the NHS. But with having that health visitor there, Anything, if I was worried about anything of myself, it wasn't a, oh, you've got to go now and ring that doctor. You're going to put, speak to the receptionist who's a, an asshole. This, all receptionists are a brat and you all. <laughs> you want to know everything that's wrong with me. Yeah, I'm having thoughts about chucking my baby downstairs. I don't want to tell you that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was like, no, I just ring her and then she'd be that bridge then whether they would need to go further like you need, you need to ring the doctor now but we can refer you and they'll call you or and it was just nice to have that oh I can just speak to Stacey that was the name I'll just speak to Stacey I'll ring, I'm worried today I'll speak to Stacey I think we need to yeah. do a big shout out to Stacey, Stacey yeah to Stacey on Swansea well she's done. not my health sister anymore I've got a new one but she's left as well Ellen's left <laughs> But I think that's really good. I mean, what yeah, you're describing, really 
Yeah, what you're describing to me is for, you know, and it could just be in the, the area, you know, I'm in London, London's very metropolitan and very busy, and it could yeah. be different outside of London. Um, but hearing your experience of what a good health visiting service looks like, and that personal connection, oh, and somebody who has the time, because at the end of the day, you've got a caseload of how many different mums, are you going to have the time to just pick up the phone every time Katie calls? you're not and no. you know just seeing you smiling now like the way that you speak about oh yeah about I can't them. fault her <laughs> I can't people say they don't like the health visitor and I always say well you can change your health visitor but people don't know that mm. it's the same with social workers anything you can if you not because not everybody's going to gel with each other so yeah. you may meet someone you don't gel with and if you don't gel with them you can ring up the health visiting team and say can I have a different health visitor and they 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 do that but can, well, I ask, yeah. but can I ask, like, you've gone through, like, through so much in the sense of, you know, two children, you know, in, in the past, what, five, six years? Yeah. Five years, guess five now. Where did you have time to do your TikTok? Because you are, let's, let's take a minute to go into TikTok now. Like, how much followers do you have? Like, 200 and... No, more. Oh, my God. Um, it's... It's coming up to 360. 360. So I've blinked because I knew you had like 250,000 yeah. and I've blinked and it's already gone up it's to like, gone. it's already gone up to. So I really, you know, you've got 360,000 um, followers on TikTok alone and obviously, you know, you've got followers on Instagram and, and so forth. You know, your some of your, your posts on TikTok have had over a million views. Wow. You know, they've gone viral. Well, you make me, you make me set. And then like the founder of the Ship Mums Club, like <laughs> oh, the name, oh, it makes me laugh so much because it's such a like. <laughs> you will never forget that name, the Ship Mums Club. Like, yeah, I know. That. Oh. So, take me back to TikTok. Because how long have you been on TikTok for? So, like, I I had a TikTok account January last year, but I it was just like you know, like you. Hold on a minute. I need to find out from our team how come we've probably got about 10 glow mother followers on TikTok and you're telling me that you started your account last year, January, but I didn't really do too much with it. 21? Yeah, it's 2022 now, isn't it? Don't get me lost, Agnes. I don't even know what year it is. <laughs> yeah, it's been a year. It's been a, so when I started proper posting, when I was like, oh, I'm going to talk in my videos, you know, not just like ones where you're like doing yeah, like yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff. And um, that was a year around about February, March. March, I'm going to say it was. Yeah, March was when, like, I had my own personal one where I just post crap on it. Yeah. And then March was one where I was like, oh, I'm just going to chat shit on the internet. And that's, that's what it was. happened, like. <laughs> so you... Chip Mums Club but only started, like, less than that, that page. So when that you were nominated yeah. for a Glow Award, when the nomination opened in November... You hadn't even been running for like a year. No. Yeah. So take me to that. Like, <laughs> we need to up, we need like social media, TikTok lessons from you. You know, you need to I start don't. charging for like want. consultations. <laughs> because, yeah, that'll so be two grand, please. Two grand. Okay. okay. So we have like Glow Mama family, like, I don't know, discount or like charity type. I don't know. I, I have no, everyone asks me, I'm still figuring out the app myself, right? What made you, because, you know, you've just, you said earlier on, that you, you've literally, you can literally just sit here and now and say, I think I've just recovered from postnatal depression. Yeah. So a year ago, you must have been at the height of, rough. you know, what yeah. made, what, what was it about TikTok that made you feel that, you know, that was an outlet for you? Well, I think everyone's got this, like, if I haven't, so this is the thing, I haven't been on any other social media for three years before I started, like, personal social media for about three years um, because of incidents where we came off. Um, and I found as well, no, it wasn't, no, is it, what do you mean now? Rules Bond 2019. I think I deleted my personal Facebook and Instagram roughly around about that Christmas time or January time because that's when my postnatal was bad and I was you know reading any of the bad news articles on it were making me worse 
and my family member said I came off because I remember her coming off all social media and I was like that's weird and she done the same thing as like thought process of me as get off everything because you're scrolling through Facebook you're seeing like I don't know if I can say it yeah but like you know pedophile articles mm. and then all night I would be like my baby mm. you know so, that's gonna happen to my child and it was playing mm. and manifesting in my head and keeping me up so I was just like no more social media and I scrapped everything Adam did as well um it was before the pandemic because when we during lockdown we didn't have a clue what was going on if we wanted to find out stuff we'd just look on the internet and mm. things like that um so I came off for a really long time and then I think Adam's son was like TikTok TikTok and I was like what's TikTok then I want to see what TikTok is so we didn't use TikTok through the lockdown mm. we I, we binge watched Shameless and I had an Nintendo <laughs> Switch and my my letting off steam was making Animal Crossing islands you know building houses and stuff that was and Adam was just watching series that's what we did during lockdown and then I was just like we were coming out of lockdown I'd spent the whole year like no social media no interaction with anyone I was like I'm going insane just seeing my husband and getting all day so I got TikTok and I was like oh this isn't bad I don't know anyone on it because like there's no family you couldn't find your family and stuff on it when yeah. I joined like um so I like that so I was like oh, I can post anything I'm not gonna no one's gonna see me on there <laughs> no they do <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh, yeah so I just TikTok I like TikTok because it was like a new app for me and mm. when I was going through the FYP page it was a lot of positive on it and I was like mm. oh this is so different to TikTok like you've got Instagram which will just make you feel like you should be on the floor scrubbing your floors with a toothbrush so we've yeah. got Facebook where if you say like my children's wearing leggings today people are like what brand you shouldn't be wearing that oh my god back in my day they didn't wear leggings you know blah, 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 blah. and then TikTok everyone's just like doing whatever I want yeah what's going on and I was like oh, I like that <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the question you've asked me that. No, 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 so no. You are just saying, like, how did you get on? Like, how yeah. how did you start? And so when when you then, you know, you you entered this app, you didn't know anybody, you started doing your posts and thinking, okay, I can do anything random. How did you how did your page start growing? I started complaining about Adam. It was Adam in the school. I was like, he's doing my head in. Where <laughs> do you with him in lockdown? I need to vent. <laughs> And that's how it started. And then I started inventing about the kids and that's the shit club stuff. All I'm doing is slagging everyone off. And, <laughs> and all the other mums were oh. like, yeah, my husband too. My kids too. They're all assholes. <laughs> I tried it in. Uh, but so, you know, in a short period of time, to go from literally a whole new social media platform, you don't know anyone oh. on there, you know, you don't know anybody on there whatsoever, um, to growing that within a year, like, I'd probably say a year because even though you went on there the first month, you would have probably just been like getting yourself, you know, used to the pain. It went, it, it, I blew up. I remember, I think we, I hit like a hundred K within like two months or something. It was something ridiculous where me and Adam were like, okay, forget this is weird. Like it just jumped and jumped and jumped and jumped like that. It did. It was about April, May. No, wait. So yeah, about, I say May, June. Because it wasn't, it wasn't long before our wedding. We just went, like, I think it was two, or 150K, 170K, something like that. And I was like, and Adam kept winding me up. And he would go, like, when I had first had 10,000, and I was like, oh, 10,000 followers. And he was like, that's like a football stadium full of people. And I'd be like, shut up, don't say that. <laughs> and then I'd go up again, and he'd be like, that's like the entire state of Texas. And I'd be like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> He still does it now. I got like that. Oh one. my god! No, but it's truly actually. He's got very good general knowledge. <laughs> oh, it, 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 he does. He does have good general knowledge. Um, but no, I don't like to think of the number. Well, what do you think it was about um, about Katie betrayed you guys? Um, about you that made so many other people want to follow or resonate with you? What What do you think it was? If I knew, I'd put it in a bottle and sell it, Agnes. I don't have a clue. I don't know. 
I, I still think I'm like, well, those people like listening to me chat shit. Uh, well, I, I think you'll be. I don't very, know why. <laughs> I think you're very humble. I think it might it may have something to do with honest parenting, honest relationships, like just being authentic. Like, don't chat shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Don't chat shit. That's do, it. I I just make the point. But do you feel that there's a need? I mean, you've spoken about other social media platforms. Do you feel that there is a need or a space for people to be able to? find content creators that are not polished that are not perfect yeah like, you know you talk a lot on your on your tiktoks just about you know general stuff and you use humor or you, you know whatever it is but a lot of it is about stuff that I think a lot of other parents can relate to you know in, in some degree do you think yeah that has something to do with it at all or oh, I was just when I started like, I think I can't even remember how the term shit mum's club started, but it, I think I was just complaining. Someone, yeah, I think it was like that viral video that happened where this woman, Ashley Ann, she's Australian, she's got a crazy husband as well. Australian? Like Australian, hold on, we're talking about Australia being yeah. connected with Australia. <laughs> um, and she did, a, she did a TikTok where she, like, someone was having a go, like a troll was like, let me your house. And I was like, welcome to the Shimman's club my house is a fucking state and like I was just like well, why are you like I don't like bullying I'm so against bullying like I hate bullies I hate bullying end of and when I see other people a lot of me flipping would be me seeing someone else get bullied and me trying to make them feel better by going like well no hang on look at my life and I've just tried to keep doing that and I think that's where it all started was I wanted other people to like, don't listen to these trolls and don't let other people get you down. You know, you're smashing it. And like, look at my house. My house is like this. And I don't think, oh my God, I'm, I used to think, like I'd go on Instagram and I'd look and I'd go, God, I don't know how to decorate for a start. Nothing matches. <laughs> and then you're like, it, it's never going to look that clean. Like I'm not into cleaning that way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, I don't get fulfillment from it. And a lot of people don't get fulfillment from cleaning. So... It was kind of like, well, my house is like, like, oh, my mates house is, their houses look like mine. There's way more of us here, but we're not represented at mm-hmm. all because it doesn't look good as a cat. It doesn't look good. But for Instagram, it's mainly brands, isn't it? That's what they all aim to get, to get brands. And it doesn't look very advertisable if your house looks like mine. Well, I, But it's not real life. Well, and I think, but I think that's really important because, you know, you they always show, which which I like seeing is those before and after. So when you're, before you take the picture, you're making everything look beautiful and everything. And then your kids go in for two seconds and we all know what they're going to do. Like I've had Lego all over the living room. Yeah. I've had all the cushions off the sofa, you know, I've had. Um, I've... That's daily adverts, we're on about. Adam said today he's going to super glue these on. And I was like, please do it. Yeah. I was like, they're on the, they make bros every time. Exactly. And, and I think that is, the reality when you've got kids, you know, if you want, especially if you want happy kids, happy kids want to create, they want to, you know, bounce yeah. off and do, do things. They're not going to sit there and be still and not make mess. In fact, for them, it's not mess. I go to my kids all the time and be like, you made a mess. It's not a mess, mom. It's an airplane flying in the sky. And God, uh, what's all this on the floor? And they're like, oh, is this from this? And, this? and you're like, it just looks like paper shredded up really small. Exactly. Like, what, what is it exactly yeah. and I think um you know making people feel safe like people that are not always on social media in particular but making you know creating a safe space for people to look at you and others and say actually this is this is very normal to me like I relate to the fact that you know it's not going to be the dishes the sink is not going to be empty of dishes all the time like like you know um it's never going to be empty yeah. dishes, ever. <laughs> yeah. my, I've done my four times today and there's dishes in there. They just eat on the same. That's exactly. the problem. Exactly, and there's going to be the laundry pile that never goes down. That, that is the reality yeah. for, for most people on a daily basis, you know. Um, so I think, um, you know, me seeing your success and understanding that it was in such a short period of time as well, I would say that a lot of that is down to you just showing up and being honest. And as you said, there's a lot more people that are going to be able to relate to that real, raw, honest um, parenting. And I think it also supports people's mental health. If we're talking about mental health, 
if you're already there and you're suffering from postnatal depression and you're thinking it's compounded because you're thinking not only am I feeling this way about my child but I'm not even a good mum because my house is dirty yeah. and I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm failing here. Long, if you see pictures of that exactly yeah. and I think when you see somebody else be like no you're not failing you know like we all of our laundry is like this like no you're not failing well, even if even if you look at my house and go, fuck, mine looks way better than hers right now. It's still making you feel good, do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Evil one. Except that she's really let it go as she has. I'm actually not doing that bad. <laughs> Nothing's so true. Um, do, do you find it easier, like, or harder now that you've got such a large following? Because, of course, when you first went on there, it was literally Katie's on there, chatting, chatting however you want to chat. Nobody knows you yeah. on there. You can say what you want. And at the end of the day, if you've got one person that listens, they listen. If they don't, they don't. Who cares? Now you've got, what, what would, um, I'm trying to think what Adam would say now, because you've got 360,000. What country is that the size of Adam? You know, we need Adam here for that. Oh, I don't know. He's not here. He's, he's, I've locked everyone out the living room. I know, I know. I was like, nobody's coming here. I'm on a podcast. I know. Leave me alone. <laughs> so you've got 360,000. How do you try and stay true to what made you so popular in the first place, knowing that you've got, you know, what is that, 36 football pitches or football stadiums? Oh, <laughs> you know, well, watching, following uh, you. I just still touch it. <laughs> I don't look at it. I don't, I think as soon as I start realising how many people follow me, that it, my anxiety will cripple me. And I'll just be like, I don't know what to post. So I just ignore it. I just go, it's just a number, it means nothing. It's just a number. Just keep doing what you're doing. And then so, but then I do feel now a bit more pressure to post on because I was quite I'm quite a flaky poster. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm showing up every Monday to Friday, mm. giving it 110%. I'm a mum with two kids, like do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm trying to like some days I'm like, fuck, I got so much to do. I can't sit and yeah. think of stuff and a lot of my stuff's on the wind when I think in my head, and I'm like, oh, 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 post. Um, so I do feel, and some days if I haven't posted anything, I'm like, oh, I've got to post something because I feel like, oh, these are my girls. Like, I can't not show up for them. I got to show up every day now. But I still, I don't, I just still feel like I'm chatting to the to. It feels like I just got a, a lot of mum friends that I talk to. I sense. think that's nice. It's your, it's your girls. You're talking to your girls. And what about you now? It's like your Snapchat. But what about you now? Snapchat what about you now in Wales? Are you like famous and stuff now? Like if I go to Wales and I go to Swansea and I'm like, no. yeah, I'm coming to hang no. out. With I don't like know. Katie. No. Am I going to be like seen as cool now? Because like, I, I know Katie, the trainee, the trainee wife. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't talk, I, I don't talk about TikTok to anyone apart from Adam and my friends will ask me I don't bring it up I don't like talking about it so I don't know because like, I mean, like if I talk to my friends I just talk like they're my friends we just you know gossip I feel like I feel like I need to come down to what's going on I feel like I'm gonna come down and it's gonna be like a no. limousine and I'm gonna be like knocking on security like excuse me security Please tell yeah. me Katie, that little me over here. And, I, and I'd love to speak with her. No. <laughs> no. I got, like, wait, I got, no, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know on social media, so I don't even know if people around me are, like, that I know in my town share anything either. I don't know. I don't, like, I, don't, I think I only told my dad um, that I was on the internet. <laughs> When uh, when I was on the no, I didn't even tell him. He phoned, phoned my stepmom phoned me and was like, "You're in the Sun newspaper." <laughs> my father was like, "For swearing, mind, Katie, your language." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Dad, yeah, I, I do TikTok." And my stepmother was like, "What? What?" And then like, there's a few girls in there where shout out the Ashley Court crew <laughs> who follow me on there, and I like going like that to my stepmother all the time. Like, I had a, I was pissed on a wedding party and my stepmother was like, my friend in work loves you. She's on FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck is going on? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> She's on my wedding. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, I bet he's so But that's about it. That's not like I know like my stepmom, the girls in work with her following me and stuff, but no I don't even think I told that like so many people know about it my personal life like I don't talk about it I think it's because it's global as well isn't it so it's not just it's not like about people from us people from you know you're talking about people from Australia and and all over the place Australia Ireland um America I think that's the main group that follow me in the UK then yeah and so yeah. You've spoken a lot about the positives and, you know, your journey. I can't even believe it's a year. Like, we're going to get on this TikTok now. We're gonna, Glowing Mama's going to have to start getting some good content. Such a game, you're gonna have to, I, I'm just, You're going to just be chatting. We're going to have our game. But how do you deal with the negatives, if there are any negatives? I mean, you know, social media is a place where, you know, there's so much positive. As you know, Glow Mama, we love social media. We try and amplify and, and focus on the positives. Um, but we know for a lot of... Um, I don't want to call you an influencer, Katie, because I just see you as a normal, like, a mum, but a lot of people, a lot yeah, of content, don't use that word, I won't, I won't, I'm going to call you a content creator, a lot of people that are creating yeah. content, you know, there's so much positives, like, as you said, the Shit Mums Club, that started just because you wanted to make other mothers feel safe, you know, like, it came from such a good place, yeah. how do you deal with those people that just don't get it or just want to be trolls and bring all their negativity or do you deal with it like what they don't phase me I haven't had one that like I know I talk to a lot of other mums in the content creation like a lot of other TikTok mums and I know some of them they'll have these nasty comments and it'll it'll like cut them deep and stuff and they'll get upset and I can understand why, because some people say vile stuff, and you're like, hang on, mate, like, <laughs> kind of go typing stuff like on the internet. Um, but I've always been quite thick-skinned mm-hmm. in terms of, like, I say this all the time, I was like, you can't do worse to me than that's what's happened in my mm-hmm. life anyway. Yeah. Like, words on the internet to me are like, you know, I've had so much traumatic stuff happen that it's like you and I like one thing I always say is like living with postnatal depression, the stuff you said, like I have said to myself and torn myself down for that I've built myself back up from. I don't think anyone could ever mm. compare to stuff I've said about myself and it numbs you to it. So I take the piss out of them. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to give it, you can take it. Yeah. And I started break my troll and I employ them and I rip the shit back into Good. them I give them disciplinaries I tell them they're not trolling hard <laughs> enough I'm like sort it out you're late to work and if they troll on a Sunday they get a ball of because we don't work <laughs> on Sundays and I and I, I've always been like I had the and if someone's like a bit judgy on it I just try and make a joke out of it because they're just they're sad people mm-hmm. yeah. Good on you. and I'm like well if I can just try and make you laugh instead of being all serious and defending myself and going like oh no I'm not this I don't have to defend myself to you I know who I am my family know who I am you know what I mean um, I don't care what you think but I know this is a sad person on the other side of the screen yeah because happy people don't troll no you don't you don't people who are sad within themselves do so I just try and make them laugh because I'm like well maybe they'll look at my troll reply have a laugh and they might not troll the next person do you know what that is so that's such a nice outlook and I think that's such a a good attitude um to have because you you know you're doing amazing things you know that you're empowering so many you know you've got a community of, of over three hundred and sixty thousand plus you know um, yeah. followers and so you don't want to allow a few people to taint that um for sure. you or to make you change the way that you are you know um and and so forth so i think good on you the best ones are they're like oh your house is a state and i'm like I'm literally saying out myself. I'm like, like, <laughs> I like, you know, say my hair looks ratty or something. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, you can't just make take the mick out of me for stuff I'm taking the mick out of me for. Yeah. So I take the piss out of myself a lot as well. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I think it's a really good like, uh, um, attitude to have. Um, I wanted to ask you about something that's a little bit more um serious. Recently, leading up to um the Glow Mama Awards, actually, um. I can't remember, I think it's about a month or so before 
um February yeah so like a month before I remember like the team being like oh my goodness oh my goodness have you seen TikTok you know etc and um you know we went onto TikTok and I think initially you hadn't come out and said what it was so but we knew something was going on I, I can't remember I'm just trying yeah. to it was a bit vague and I remember thinking like oh my god what's going on like is she okay I, I knew to, like is she okay and then the next day you came out and shared your story over the next couple of days um, around ectopic pregnancy. Would you like to talk a little bit more? First of all, you know, what is, for those that are listening in, what is an ectopic pregnancy, if you, um, you know, and, you know, what was your story um, with that? So I got the NHS definition because I'm not very medically No, 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 you don't need to. when I'm talking, okay? <laughs> I was like, it's when this happens. <laughs> um, so it's when a fertilised egg... Oh, Come I'm so on. Sorry, I do notice this how I This is such a serious like... topic, but I'm so impressed that Katie I know, and I'm like, is giving us the actual NHS version that she's actually written down. I've written this down. Um, it's when a fertilised egg implants and grows outside the uterus. So basically... You get pregnant, but instead of the egg going down the tube into the uterus and attaching to the lining of the womb and then growing, it, it gets a bit stuck along the way. So I think she says something like there could be holes in your fallopian tubes and it floats out and can go anywhere. Um, that might not be right. Check with the doctor. I don't know if it can go. You can't get one in your throat. I don't know. Um, but we'd found out we were pregnant and like we'd had three miscarriages last year um we weren't actively trying but we weren't not trying if that makes sense um and we got a bit disheartened and then this one we had had such a strong line the first like the first test we were like oh my god yeah you know and then i didn't know because we'd had a miscarriage in like the december and I dad one in the September. Um, my periods had been a bit everywhere. Um, so I didn't know how far along it was or anything. So we found I was pregnant and we got really excited. Like we were like, yes, we're gonna we're gonna have another baby, it's the perfect time, it's the perfect everything, it's happening. Um so we done the test, and then I was like. I don't know how far along I am. <clears throat> I'm going to ring the doctor because part of me was worried that maybe, I know you always have like a bit of false hope, but I was like, maybe I didn't actually miscarriage in December and I'm just still pregnant. Like, you know, from grieving that last, last miscarriage. So I was a bit unsure, like I had had a proper period. Um, so... I phoned up the doctor and I started getting a bit of cramps in my stomach as well. And I was like, you know, when you go through a certain parts of early pregnancy, you do get stomach cramps and it's like, well, yeah, you've just is expanding enough. And I was like, oh, I've got these cramps already. And I phoned them and I explained them like, oh, I'd had three miscarriages last year. So they were like, right, we'll come straight down and we'll do an early scan um, to make sure we know how far along you are and all this. So I went down and two doctors scanned me and they couldn't see anything. So they were like, oh, you're just really early on. And I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> and I think it was like one or two days later, I had a bit of bleeding. And I was like, oh, spotting. Because, right? okay, I'm really early and now I'm spotting. Um, but it lasted like five days, roughly. And it was quite a little bit more heavier than normal. And I was getting these cramps. So they got the early pregnancy unit. They called me back that next day. And they were like, oh, get in. I want to see you. Because doctors had scanned me. And apparently doctors, you know what it's like. Everyone's trained in their own field. Yeah. And, I, and she was like, get back in here now. So she scanned me. And she was like, right, okay. I was thinking it might be this. But you've got an ectopic pregnancy. And at first I was just like, um, all right. Like I didn't know what it was. Mm. And I feel so thick that I didn't know what it was. Because it's really common. Mm. Like I wrote it down, I wrote this down, it's an important fact, but it, it's one in, I did write it, one in 90 pregnancies in the UK is not a pregnancy. Wow, that's, that's like, a lot. 
That's a lot. That's a lot because we have something um, like I think over seven hundred thousand births. So if you then divide yeah. that is a that's a lot. That's a it's a high percentage, isn't it? And she was like, You've got you've got an atopic pregnancy, and me and Adam sat there and we were like, Okay, what's that mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, well, what does this mean? Um, and she was like, the explained and the baby was growing outside, and she was like, But don't worry, you know, we've caught this really early on, so it's not gonna end up being surgery. And I was like, What? I was like, What do you mean surgery? Like, first of all, I was like, Well, why do I need surgery? Um, and then she was like, we're going to put you on chemotherapy. And I was like, what? You know, I've gone from like being really excited, thinking I'm going to be a mum again. And like, you know, we were getting really excited um, to being like, what? Like chemo now. And like, as soon as you have chemo, you just think cancer. I don't know. You don't think that it's used for anything else. Um, but it's called methotrexate. The girls will be proud. I've actually learned how to pronounce it. Because I've written it down. Yeah, and um, I had to go on a course of methotrexic then, which basically dissolves the um, embryo so your body absorbs it back instead of if it gets left too long, um, the baby can grow and you can it can rupture and it can damage your or like your ovary or your fallopian tube and a lot a lot of women this this methotrexate thing isn't it's quite a new development lots of women who've had ectopic pregnancies in the past have just surgery and they buy fallopian tube um so i was really lucky to have managed to catch it in time and have the thing and then i was six weeks back and forth to the hospital once a week getting a blood test done to make sure the hormone levels were going down and yeah so it signed me off and and, and i saw on this like and I think this is when we talk about some of the ills of social media, because you were going through such a challenging time then, um, you know, coming to terms with all that was happening to you. And I remember you put something, a post up about chemo, you know, that you're having this medicine and, you know, all these people coming out there and, and saying like, oh, no, you don't have that kind of medicine and, 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 and so forth, you know, yeah. during that time. And, and, you know, just like you now explaining what it is um and I just think it's just a lesson in people not really speaking about what they don't know yeah you know? yeah it was Adam that was some Adam had put a post up to say what was happening I as think, well yeah. and it was a very funny not funny but it's very funny how society views fathers compared to mothers mm. and on my post there was just floods and floods and floods of support and like me too I've been there thank you for talking about this like there was more than 30 people in my Instagram DMs who were at the exact same stage of going through it as me like we were all doing this journey at the same time um and then my husband put a post about it and the people were like are you sure about that are you this are you that and like he's also lost the baby yeah. you know and people were so like there was a lot of support in it I'm not, I'm not saying there wasn't but from someone who didn't get any hate comments on that post at all he had quite a few of like you were on both no she's not having that you don't know and he's not he's the one telling me and reminding yeah. me what the name of the drug is do you know what I mean like and I, so. and I think that's the importance isn't it like when we talk about things like one in 90 ectopic pregnancies it's not just about the woman there's partners um, that are oh, also involved well, yeah. in that as well and are impacted and you know both sides are valid to be able to share their stories and their traumas and 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 so forth so thank you for highlighting that because you know Adam you know I, I would say it hit Adam a lot harder than me because he had the I kind of went in as soon as I found out that it wasn't a topic pregnancy and there wasn't a pregnancy but now it affected my health I went into mammy mode of like Guessing and roll. I gotta think. I gotta get myself better now for guessing and roll. Like I pushed that. Yeah. And the baby's the back yeah, of the yeah. mind. Whereas he was worried about me and if something was gonna happen to me, if I was gonna get sick or have a bad reaction or like the, it did rupture because yeah. there was still a chance of it rupturing. Um, he was worried about like me, worried about the kids, and then also he was extremely gutted that we'd lost this baby, and he felt. Like it after when like after the Globe Armor Awards, Adam and Office, he sat there and he broke down and he was like, I've been holding this all together, trying to be so strong. Mm -hmm. And this killed me. 
want to show any weakness at the time. And I was like, I said, you bloody dickhead. It's like, you could have talked to me at any point, like mm. how you're feeling. But he was just, and I think that's a broke, broke dads get so affected by stuff like this because they feel like they need to just be the, the rock and they can't show that they're feeling anything at the time. And then that's when it just bottles up, and doesn't it? And I think what you just said there is it's, it's also about understanding that there needs to be mental health and support for fathers as well yeah. when, when these things happen. Because rightly so, when it happens to mum, you know, people are trying to support mum, but also, you know, dad or their partner, you know, however that relationship is, they yeah. need to have that support as well because it's, it's traumatic for everyone involved. You know. Yeah. So what? Um, and it is. I just fucked it off. Yeah, I was gonna through. say, what advice would you give to women who are going through or have gone through an ectopic pregnancy, like from your own experience? So the ectopic pregnancy stress is a charity that I came across um, that I'm raising money for now. I got to walk a thousand miles. I haven't started yet, right? <laughs> Giving myself, you know. In two weeks, I'm going to start. Thousand miles in a year. Because they are... I'm it. I didn't realise how lot, much thousand miles was. Adam was like, you do know that's quite a lot. And I was like, no, it's fine. It, it is, is a lot. lot. But luckily, um, Wales is so beautiful. I'm sure there's so many places to go walk and a hike around. I'm just going to walk around the living room. Picking <laughs> <laughs> up the toys. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, all I'm going to do is stick a thing on me. So... Um, but they've got on the topic pregnancy trust, amazing charity. So you've got the NHS, but obviously like the NHS, um, you know, they're they're stretched and underfunded and you know, like we know in different areas, like you're in England and anyway, support's different mm-hmm. than any county or in it. Um, but they've got forums on there that are all just it's all about topic pregnancy. So you can ask any questions like a really silly one that me and Adam wanted to know the answer to was like, when can we have sex now? Because the 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 NHS was just like no sex for three months or something stupid like that. And I was like, bitch, I'm I've traumatized, you know, I need some love in. Um and then when we were looking on that, like there was other obviously every doctor gives off different advice than they as well. So they were all talking about on that. It's a silly question, but a question you don't really want to ring up the receptionist. Yeah. Um and they were like just talking about like, you know, I waited till my hormones were down this level and I felt comfortable and then we did, da 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 da. da. So, you know, it's just embarrassing little things like ah you might not want to ask your doctor like all and like all different like the pain and things like that they've also got a phone line so if you're feeling like alone and you want to talk to someone about it they've got a phone line they've got an email so you can email someone they've got zoom groups they've got skype you know they've got a really nice community of people that have all just been through the same thing as you so my advice would be if you are having an off-topic pregnancy talk about how you're feeling all the way through and get on that charity's website and just you will find the answers you want and you'll find the support you want as well which I'm not not many people know about them I didn't know about them yeah no thank you so much I think um we'll try and put details in the in the kind of description box for anybody else who wants to click onto the link um and anyone who's been impacted or maybe they've got a friend or a sister or a relative um that might find this information useful and 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 they'll be able to signpost them to the relevant place so thank you so much um so motherhood in wales you know you're a very proud welsh mum right you know wales Wales, yeah. yeah um what you know being a mum in wales obviously you've not been a mum anywhere else what no. <laughs> you can't compare, can't compare and contrast um but what was that like you know are did you go to mum and mum and I don't know mum and play groups and did you go to I haven't I haven't gone to baby I think I've been to like one I don't think I have oh I couldn't there was none lockdown um guessing I don't think I went to a baby group for guests either I to find friends so I came from a party scene where like none of my mates have kids to like I'm pregnant. I'd moved from Scotland back to Wales and fell pregnant like within a couple of months. And I was like, ah, oh, right. So I hadn't seen any of my mates either for like a really long time. So it was like coming back home to like 
but, know anyone. Do you know what I mean? Hold on a minute. I thought I had a question for you. Scotland? What were you doing in Scotland? Yeah. I, I just fucking moved. I told you I was fun. I got fed up for living in Wales, so I just moved. How long were you know? This, like, this was not even in the script, or, like, it does a question always asked <laughs> because I didn't know. But as we're trying to get to know more about... Katie, um, what was it like? How long was you there in Scotland? Like, what made you I go to Scotland? Was up there. Uh, so, I got fed up living in Wales and I was like, oh, fuck this, I'm done. I will go travel, move somewhere else. And I had a friend that was working in, who'd just gone to Paris or somewhere by Paris, not far, like just on the outskirts, to be a chef in a hotel. Um, and he just moved there, and I was like, "Oh, get me a job there, then, innit?" And he was like, "All right." So he started a job on the bar. Um, so I that was I decided this like November, <laughs> and I was meant to be moving in March of two thousand and fifteen. It was yeah, November two thousand fifteen. My mate had just gone. I was like, "Get me jobs." Like, "All right, get you a job. I need a bit of money to come out." Just says, "All right." I was living in my own house. It's sold everything. Just put it all on Gumtree, sold it all, given my six weeks tenancy. He was like, I'm going to that. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll come, I'll come out there now to the Utah Paris and just feel wing it in France for a bit. Um, and then that bombing happened in Paris at the gig, mm. the terrorist attack. And my friend was like, oh, I'm coming back home, I'm scared. So he came home and I was like, Well, I'm not gonna go to France now, we're like not knowing anyone while there's terrorist attacks going on I was like oh you know um and my friend it was Christmas time I literally had like two weeks before I was getting kicked out of my house from giving my notice in I was like I don't know what I'm doing in life and um my friend's brother came down from Scotland and we were like talking he's like I'll come back to Scotland with me then I was like all right okay and I just moved that channel <laughs> I managed to get a transfer in the job I was now in Elgin, uh, to, to, so from Swansea shop to Elgin shop, and I just transferred there. Wow. Uh, and then just, yeah, lived in Lossy Mouth, lived in Falkenburghs for a little bit. Um, and then my nan got very ill with cancer. So I came, I kept flying back to visit her. They got to a point where they were like, she's going to pass and I couldn't take any more time off work up yeah. there um so I just flew back home one day and I stayed with her while she passed away mm. and then I, I fell pregnant then not long after that so yeah I was in Scotland for about nearly a year wow that is see I bet to listeners there you didn't know all about that um, with Kate, and some people do. I have spoken about it, but it is mad, isn't it? Mad, like, I, I and I, we want to go back. That's our plan. I love, I wouldn't have come home if my nan wasn't dying. But then, that is it's just so interesting how the world works, isn't it? Because, like, yeah. you came back, and then through that path and this journey, you know, you're Katie, the tradie wife, like, that's your, your brand and your name. Weird, isn't it? And in Scotland, who knows what would have happened in Scotland, right? Could have been a Scottish version of the Shack Man's Club. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds hilarious. Oh my God, well, thank you. the original question was. No, 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 no. You just, you just, I don't even know what the original question was because when you, when you said Scotland, I was like, Scotland? Like, wait, hold on, hold on. How come I don't know about that? No. Um, I think, first of all, it's been so interesting getting to know you, like deep diving. And I think that for us, that's what we want this place and this space to be about. Yes, it's all good to be nominated and to win an award, but who is Katie off of TikTok, you know? And I feel like I've learned so much about you, like even the Shipmoms Club, like understanding the roots of that. And that was really, to me, that was like an anti-bullying um, campaign. I know it might sound like yeah. I'm being dramatic, but it yeah, really I, was. I, I said, I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, I'm not having people picking on people. I don't like it. Yeah. It's a disgusting trait to have. Yeah. I and I think it was like an anti-bullying yeah. campaign for mums because a lot of times mums get shamed and you kind of... Oh, and I hate the mother shaming. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Everyone does yeah. it. Yeah. And I think then hearing your story about, you know, 
TikTok and your motivations and and how you know TikTok has been so instrumental to your journey because look at you now saying that you think you finally come out of um, postnatal depression and it seems like that platform and all you know all the support that you've been getting has helped you to get to that step. Oh, it's helped my mental health massively. Like I can't big up the girls enough. Like even with my driving anxiety, I go on live. And they'll, and they'll sit there, I can't even talk to them because I'm driving, I'll just chat away, but I can't read comments, and they'll sit there with me on like an half hour, hour drive, just supporting me, and I like, after I'll read all their comments, they're all like, God, oh, kid, you did that well, and it's just like, it feels like I'm never alone anymore, which is nice. No, that's, that is, that is so good. Um, so what, what I would like to ask you, for mums that feel isolated, what tips would you give them to feel less isolated? Um, so I would say, um, yeah, because you were asking me about making mum friends in Wales, isn't it? So to like stop being isolated, get out, mix, like make, mix with some mums. Um, we've got the Shit Mums Club Discord, which is linked in my bios on Instagram and TikTok. And there's loads of mums in that chat and they all say where they're from. And I know there's been quite a few friendships that form from it. So there's always someone on there. If people have got newborns, you know, they're awake like four in the morning on there. Um, you'll always have someone to chat to if you just want to chat. Um, it's just a nice little community. And because it's a shit mums club, you know, everyone's kind of like-minded. No one's going to judge you in there. Because that's the one rule. You're just not allowed to judge each other. Get kicked out if you don't. Mm -hmm. We haven't kicked anyone out yet, though. So it's doing good so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that we've got that little mum support group there. So if you want to meet people in your area and stuff, you just say where you're from and you might form a nice friendship where you do end up having a play day. Um and then I found just in since I had guests and stuff, was contacting old friends I had that I know would have children. Because I know if you're a single person and your friends with kids, you end up not seeing them friends when your lives kind of go like that. But re try and reconnect to other people in your life um the peanut app's really good do you know about the peanut yeah app? yeah 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 it's like tinder <laughs> it's lush yeah I've, I've been on there and just add chats with some mums it's like oh like oh got a friendship going on there <laughs> Ooh, you know what i mean get excited when you're getting off the, yeah. it's, it's the peanut app's nice um and then yeah just if you're feeling isolated even if you get out every day and just walk the baby around the park, you'll end up meeting people in the park. And I know that's not stupid, but if you're a regular person, you'll see that one guy with his fluffy dog and you'll be like, oh, yeah, how are we doing? And then that may lead to a conversation of, oh, my niece is down the road, has got a baby your age. Oh, I'll have to let her know you're new to the area mm -hmm. and things like Do you know what I mean? So just try and get out there. I know it's hard, harder to say, but harder to do than to say. But even if you try to talk into the person at Tesco's and you, you know, just talk to anyone that'll listen to you. You're not going to see these people again most of the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. sound yeah. sound advice. Thank you so much. Um, before you go, um, describe what it means to be a glow mama in three words. Oh. Now, this is a big, big thing. What what does it mean for you to be a glow mama? Sassy. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, supportive. I feel like all the glow mamas are so nice. I have so many friends I like that like we chat to now. Um, so you sassy, supportive, and sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of beautiful ladies are nice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Before you go, where can people find you online? It's Shipman's Club on Google. You'll find me there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just search Shipman's Club or the Trady Wife on only Instagram and TikTok. That's that's all I'm at. So basically, you won't catch me on Facebook. So basically, she's saying, "Google me, baby. Google me. <laughs> Google me. You'll find me. No, you won't. You'll find like some weird Trady." Porn, it's not me, but apparently that's a genre in the porn industry is Trady's fucking wives. So that's not me and Adam. We haven't got OnlyFans. Uh, go down a bit. <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> you seriously there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm just advertising. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have one. But if you want Adam's feet pics, give me 20 quid and I'll send you some. I'll give him a fresh pounty, uh, petty as well. So first of all, Katie, thank you so much, you know, for taking time out. No, You're a busy you. mom. You're Katie, the trainee wife. You use your time to make us laugh, to make us feel good about ourselves, to normalise motherhood. And, you know, just coming on here um, to let people see, um, well, I shouldn't say see because they're not for those that are listening in, but to to learn more about you, um, you know, we're, really, we're so grateful. So thank you so much. Um, and also we want to thank you all for listening to the Mama Magic podcast, which was brought to you by the Glow Mama Awards. Please share and rate this podcast and follow us on social media, which is Glow Mama UK. And that is Glow without the W, okay? And if you want to keep up to date with all things Glow Mama, head to www.glowmamaawards.com and sign up to our free newsletter. Thank you all and keep glowing, okay? Thank you.